Welcome to Justice for Dean Thomas, a podcast to find justice for the characters and things found in the wizarding world, but from our perspective. I'm your host, Kevin G, and I'm here with CJ, Shantae, and Natasha. What's going on, guys? Hello. What up, what up? There we go. Good to see you guys. Um, Thank you for joining us. Make sure you guys can find us on all social media platforms at Justice for DT Pod. And please also uh, like and subscribe because it helps people find the show. I am so happy to be here. We are talking about Harry Potter, ladies and gentlemen, because it's only CJ here as the gentleman. Man. So Kevin does this not he does not identify as a gentleman. I am the one speaking. I'm the one speaking. So I said I'm included. Why would I talk so about myself? In, like yeah, he wasn't person. acknowledging himself. That's all that was. Okay. I was saying to, I was speaking to the mm-hmm. three of you. It would be right. so weird if I'm like gentlemen, myself included. I mean, would it though? If they don't want to acknowledge it himself then or herself or they themselves, then <laughs> they don't, don't have to. <laughs> he said they don't have to. <laughs> I would We're not very have to know. You're correct. But I, if I'm speaking, well, if I'm the one speaking, it's just weird that if I'm like gentlemen, myself included. That's that's weird. Gentlemans. Wouldn't that just be gentlemen? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. I don't. I mean, I. The men are gentle. The men's are gentle. The the men, gentlemen and ladies. I guess. Good to see y'all. Happy to be here. We went through chapters one through four last time. Um, Did you guys get like a new perspective on those chapters? No. Okay, yeah, me neither. Um, I enjoyed them. <laughs> They're pretty straightforward. I, I feel like it was nice to discuss them with everyone, but I feel like they were pretty much what they were. I feel, especially with the earlier books, they're, the earlier books are pretty much, you know, I got like, what they are. They're very straightforward, and when we're looking for people that need justice, it's hard because, like, you're getting very few characters and very little action. Mm-hmm. Like, especially as we go through this book, it's, you know, set piece and then a whole lot of nothing and then set piece and then a whole lot of nothing, uh, which is why I think this book, like, it's going to be far- hard finding people that deserve justice. But beyond that, I think this is a fantastic read for children, if you will. It's a great start to, like, the the series and into the world because I, I do admit that J.K. does a fantastic job of, like, setting up the world with the wonderment and the understanding that this stuff is all fresh. It's almost like we're, we're all hairy and we're all you living through him and we're all experiencing it the first time. You know, so I will say I got a new perspective because I realized I had never read the first book before. I had seen the movie, but I started reading them in book three that <laughs> never realized. I was like, I didn't know this. He went to work, like Vernon had a job. Like who knew? Like, <laughs> well, he I wasn't. Was a he, bum. I mean, he's a muggle. He's not a wizard, and both muggles and wizards. I have never jobs, realized yeah, I hadn't work. read this book. So for me, it provided a lot more color to the Dursleys and to how Harry was living with like <laughs> dyeing his clothes gray for his upcoming school year. Like, what the fuck? Like, I just I didn't know those big background pieces for the Dursleys. So that's all. 
Well, so I'm glad you got to see the origin of the Dursley sucking. Yeah, they are you know, awful. and I feel like I knew, and obviously I read the first book, but like I, I think I almost forgot how bigoted and disgusting they were until I reread. I was like, oh damn, yeah. they suck. Yeah. One thing I didn't realize is that like how little Petunia yes. Mm-hmm. That was one thing I forgot about too. Was like Petunia's just there, and it's funny because as you get deeper into the story, she becomes more central to why they hate him, why they mm. hate wizards. Yeah, like this is it's the first four chapters are big, big Vernon Dudley energy. You know what I'm saying? And, and like it's, it's Vernon. You don't even get that much Dudley. You know? And like it, we get like you get Dudley. You get enough Dudley. You get enough. You get enough. You get enough get, but it's like you he's like a heavy steak. You know what I'm saying? You don't but need all of it. <laughs> it's just funny because like Vernon is like, we hate wizards. We hate anything that's weird. And it's like, where'd that energy come from? Because this is obviously Petunia's beef. It's not he, his. But 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 you saw him try and to protect her. He was like, you know what? I don't want to bring up that name in case it might be something associated with Lily. Like, so he tried to keep it from Petunia as much as possible. So you know all that vitriol came from her. Listen, listen, yeah. I wanna I wanna just put it out there, you know what I'm saying? Vernon just a good husband. I'm just I'm just I'm just asking, I'm just asking questions. I, I, I don't Vernon disagree. Just I don't a good disagree. husband. He 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 took Petunia's word and was like, "This is what we're doing," and he supported her. Like, I don't disagree. He's a good husband to Petunia, and she just happens to be a yeah. shitty person. And he's a shitty like two shitty people <laughs> found each other, and they're living and and you know supporting each that other. That happens I, so often you know, in life. Awkward and shitty people always find each other. <laughs> it She's is, not wrong. It, it is true. Shouts to all the awkward and shitty people, you know what I'm saying, that have been coupled up out there in the world. Congrats to y'all. You know what I'm saying? You found your person and they're going to protect you even if you're wrong. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so, where we last like left off, um, Hagrid came through and he busted in there and he did not say, you're a wizard, Harry. He said, Harry. You're a wizard. Harry. You're a wizard. Harry. That's what he said. Harry, you're a wizard. Harry, Harry, Harry you're a wizard. <laughs> Harry, we still have, still check out. Make sure you, especially if you're listening to this a little, little bit, little bit later, go into the comments, write to us, message us um, on X or on Facebook or Instagram, and let us let us know who won that argument. We're still listening to that. We're still taking those. Um, mm-hmm. But between Harry and Hagrid. I think she whispered that uh something about Hagrid. But if if go ahead and write that in there in the comments, you'll count there. We'll we'll, we'll figure out those those results later. But that we last left off with with Hagrid showing up, and then this this episode we decided to take it through chapters five through eight. Seven. So Shantae, five, five through seven, five through yeah. seven. So Shantae, can you give us? a breakdown tell us about them chapters sure so where we left harry he was sleeping on the floor and hagrid's on the couch so they wake up the next day in chapter five about diagon diagon alley or diagonally however you want to say it um and harry at first thinks it was all a dream and it was wrong until he wait a minute i was i was today years old when i just realized that was diagonally oh yes really so uh, let's point out that 
JK is very much about using double entendres and using words differently. So you'll see this a lot. So diagon alley is basically the word diagonally. Yeah. And it's kind of with the different emphasis on Not different emphasis. All right. So, the different emphasis. <laughs> there we go. So diagon alley or diagonally. So Harry at first thinks, oh, oh man, it was all a dream. But then Hagrid's there. He's like, oh, it wasn't a dream. This is our first time where we see an owl doing what owls do. It referenced earlier in the book that owls were all over the place. And before, if you didn't know, you just thought, oh, why are owls flying all, all the time? Well, owls are basically the postmen in the wizarding world. And so we have an owl come to deliver the paper to Hagrid. And owls deliver the mail all over the place except for the Ministry of Magic because, you know, poop. So the owl comes, drops off the paper, and Hagrid tells Harry to go ahead and pay the owl for dropping off the paper. And that's when Harry starts to realize, I ain't got no money. <laughs> and Vernon said he ain't paying for it for me. What am I going to do? I can't do it. And that's so, when Hagrid informed him. Do you think you think Harry did like a like a run your pocket situation where he like patted them and was like I I, I, I was got so it dog. He didn't even have pockets. He was too poor to have pockets <laughs> walking around with him. He was just like I ain't got it, dude. I ain't got it. <laughs> I just like that he he slept on it and that was his first thought was yeah. well I don't have money to go oh, yeah. to the school I so I'm <laughs> But we find out that is incorrect. Harry is not, in fact, poor. Harry got buku bucks, and they're in the Wizarding Bank. What? And in fact, we know that Potter is one of the the twenty eight sacred um, names of the Wizarding World. So not only is he uh, a rich kid, he's he got inheritance. How do we know that right? Potter is one of the twenty eight sacred names, sacred families? The sacred twenty eight. Well, this is just this is knowledge that you know okay, from we'll the future that. books. We'll that. Yes, this is knowledge that you know. We so he got that generational that wealth. He's got generational wealth. He's yep. part of the sacred 28. And not only that, that generational wealth has been sitting collecting interest for 11 years. So Harry's going to be fine. And Harry lets him know in this. So they start heading into Gringotts and Diagon Alley. They take the boat that um, the Dursleys used to get there. So I don't know how the Dursleys <laughs> get home. Like, did anyone think about the <laughs> I've thought about that since the first time I read that book. All those years ago, mm-hmm. like Hagrid sent the boat back because Vernon That's... got like they didn't I, have I, any I, phones, I, they I, didn't I, have I, a radio. They had mm-hmm. all all Vernon had over there was a gun. Nope, because remember Hagrid tied it up into a knot and threw it away. Well, I didn't say he used it to signal because it's broken. That's true. That's what. Wait, Natasha, you said that Hagrid sent it back. The moment Hagrid made sure, made sure <laughs> he just walked off. We both know he did not send that boat back. Hagrid sending that boat back. So I don't know how the Dursleys get off this island because Hagrid leaves them stranded. And I ain't mad at him. I'm just noting that this happened. So (laughs) they head on. And as they're going, we learn about three things. We learn more about Gringotts and the fact that it's run by goblins. We learn a little bit more about Dumbledore and the fact that he is such a preeminent wizard that they wanted him to be the Minister for Magic, but instead he wants to stay at Hogwarts. And we learn that there is a Ministry of Magic and that, you know, wizards are trying to keep themselves hidden from the muggles. Yeah, the HWSD. So, as we travel, yes. As we travel, 
um, Hagrid tells Harry to look at his letter. And on that letter, it has all the stuff he needs. And we see some names that are that are important. First, we see Newt Scamander. We know from those movies, those terrible, terrible movies, that, you know, he's a, he's a famous those, Hufflepuff those who did not. The first one wasn't that bad. No, no, The first trash. one wasn't that bad. The, the beast it was fantastic. We will get there. We're going to, we, when, we, when we watch the movie, we're going to get into it. But I watched the movie with Shantae. I will get into how And I left. Me and Shantae have seen a bunch of movies together over the years. And I feel mm-hmm. like I, I feel like I left the movie and I said to her, that was that one. <laughs> I feel like we sat outside the movie for like two, three hours dissecting how (laughs) shitty it was. And this was on a cold night. That's how bad it was because I don't like being cold. But I sat out there talking about that. There's no chemistry. We don't talk about it deeply, but there's no chemistry between the leads. There's a lot of stuff. Me and Shantae sat there and was like, there's a lot of problems with this thing. And they're going to do more of these? This is going to be an issue. And, you know, Warner Brothers also looked at their ledger and said, this is an issue. We don't make no money off this. Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) The other name we see here that is important, it's going to be important more and more in this book, in the series as we go, is Batilda Bagshot. And not only is she important because she wrote the history of magic, but she also is a friend of the Dumbledore. Mm -hmm. So she has history there. She was a friend Mm -hmm. of Lily Potter's. And we also know she became a Nagini skin suit later in the series. So this is the name we need to be looking out for as we continue to read. Yeah, for for homegirl. And I don't want to get into why. Okay, I'm gonna stop myself. I'm gonna start going to rant. But when we start talking about those bad movies, I'll bring her back up and why she got hose. And I might be getting justice for her. Anyways, let's move on. So we finally get to the Leaky Cauldron. And we know this place and we love this place. We'll see this place so many times. Um, And as we get there, everyone notices Harry Potter because we have now crossed into the actual wizarding world, right? This is our kind of like our porch, the porch to the wizarding world. And the wizards are in there. They all see him. They all know him. They give him a handshake. We have Daedalus Diggle, who is mentioned by name because he comes up more. He comes up later. But he's also the wizard that is mentioned before that bowed to Harry and, and Harry remembers him. And so that's a big thing. But we know he'll be coming up again. When, and- when that dude's like, he remembers me. <laughs> he remembers he's like, <laughs> but, but Harry's like, you're the dude that like, you're the weirdo that like bowed he to me. Bowed right <laughs> oh my God. Yes, that was me. <laughs> Which, why was Deadless out doing muggle things? Like a lot of these wizards, <laughs> they keep to themselves. They don't cross over to the muggle world. We don't know that much about Deadless Diggle, just that he shows up later. But, like, mm-hmm. was he out hunting for Harry? Was he just running errands? Like, did he need to stop to get some salt and pepper at the grocery store and you, Harry just happened you to be ever there? Seen, like, yeah, you ever seen, like, a celebrity in, in the street, CJ? You ever seen a celebrity, like, at a restaurant or something? Yeah, I mean, we ran into CeeLo in the casino that one night. Is CeeLo a celebrity? This is true. This is true. So, so, so. Well, he was at the time. Yeah, that, he, he, that was and, before he got right. super canceled. Right. And then that's kind of like this right here, right? Because they're kind of bringing him back a little bit. He was kind of canceled, but continue. What else kind of like this though, right? Because Harry's just out here being whipped around by the Dursleys. Mm-hmm. So wait, let's okay, okay. I want to I want to stop down on this real quick. So already Vernon don't like when something wild happens, right? <laughs> Vernon don't like this. So the image is that Harry Vernon's already mad that he had to bring Harry to the grocery store or whatever, wherever he's at, right? Let's say it's the grocery store. Let's say it's the market. Let's say it was on the corner, the street corner. They're walking. And then this man comes up and just bows <laughs> to Harry. 
How does Vernon react in this situation? Three oh, months in the cupboard. Red. We gotta go. Like, go in the cupboard. Don't even look. Yeah. <laughs> Three so months. Harry should have been like, "Oh, next time they'll be bowing to me." <laughs> but I do think a lot of them lived in both worlds. Like some of them had things and had houses. Yeah, yeah in there the mobile world. World. So, right. Yeah, he's over there. And we saw this in the first chapter when, like, there was all this celebrating and the wizards were out and forgot to wear their muggle mm-hmm. camouflage, right? And so wizards have to interact in both worlds. Muggles are the ones that are kind of protected or yeah. hedged off, right? So also there, we meet Professor Quirrell, and he is the Dada teacher, the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher, and he is stuttering all over the place and and like shaking and like scared and weird and we know that he also happens to be Voldemort's ride so he's wearing this turban with Voldemort like hiding back in there. So do they mention mm-hmm. specifically he's wearing the turban at that time because they make a they big do. deal of the turban later on? No he is wearing the turban at that time huh. but they don't like talk they don't go in depth about it. They, they don't go in depth, depth about, about it. it they're just like oh he's wearing a turban that's Professor Quirrell and in fact in the the um but, sorting hat, they also mentioned the turban. But and doesn't I'll, he I'll shake Harry's pop hand at this point? He, he does. And Harry has like a burning... That doesn't come no, until does the sort... Until he he does, does not. He does not until the, the sort... Okay, okay, okay. And I actually know that. It, it, even though he meets... But remember, when he meets Quirrell, Quirrell is facing him head on. When he has that first burn, which I'll mention later, the turban's facing Harry. Correct. So got, it. got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right. Sorry for jumping ahead. Anyways, it was Kevin's fault. Anyways, um, yeah. so we get through the leaky cauldron. We finally get through all the wizards recognizing Harry. We get out to the alley, and Hagrid does a little tap, tap, tap. Three over, two down, and we get our way into diag- Diagon Alley. <laughs> now I'm saying diagonal. You know, Diagon Alley, and our first stop is Gringotts Bait because remember, no Harry ain't got no money yet. So we get to the bank and we get up there to the goblins and we see them. They're all looking snazzy in their outfits. And we get the little warning poem on, I actually want to read it because I think it's it's a very much a don't start none, won't be none type situation. But it's very melodic. Page I just love, I just love that Harry walks into Gringotts and is like, bitch, better have my money. <laughs> they're like, bitch, well, better he, have your Well, he doesn't. He doesn't because he has no idea he got money like that. No idea. He doesn't know what he's going to do. I need the Harry Potter savings plan. I need the Harry Potter (laughs) savings plan. The savings plan is you put money in a bank and then you don't know about it for 11 years. Like, what you got to do? Just like not even have, be aware that it's in there. Nope. Just let it sit there and collect interest. So here is the poem. Because you had no clue. Enter stranger, but take heed of what awaits the sin of greed. For those who take but do not earn must pay most dearly in their turn. So if you seek beneath our floors a treasure that was never yours, thief, you have been warned, beware of finding more than treasure here. So literally, don't start none, won't be none. So that lets you know goblins are not something to play with. And Hagrid says this over and over. Ain't nobody mess with no goblins, all right? So then we get in there. He produces a key. Hagrid also lets us know that he has to go into another vault for Hogwarts business. And we know that's the Sorcerer's Stone he's picking up. Um, yeah. so they go on basically a roller coaster ride through all these caverns. We get to Harry's 
vault. It opened, and Harry's like, I'm rich, rich. There's like money to back. Wait, 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 wait. Harry's not at first like, I'm rich, but he's like, what is this? And then yeah. he's like, this is the breakdown of the money. And he's like, no, I'm rich, bitch. No, it's funny. Because he looks at it and he's like, I'm rich, bitch. But jumping ahead to book two, when he goes with the Weasleys and he sees they have one single galleon and then they have sickles and nuts, he's like, that's when he realizes how rich he really is. Yeah. Well, I think he also realizes it on the train, which we'll get to. But here we learn how the money works. We have newts, sickles, and galleons. 29 newts make a sickle, 17 sickles make a galleon. And so I, I think this is interesting to note, like the completely, like, first of all, 29 and 17 are, are, are prime numbers. They're hard to multiply, completely inconvenient system. It's kind of like a, like a, kind of like a wink, wink to, you know, the foot, the yard and, and right. all the, the, the first time I read it, I was like, this is like Americans using the imperial yes. system with the rest mm-hmm. of the world using that. Mm-hmm. Yes, very much so. So it's not, obviously it's not very handy, but you can see the traditional, the tradition here, right? This is what we've always done. It worked. Why change it? Right. And so then we stop by vault 713. And I want to stop here too, because 713 is the product of two prime numbers as well, 31 and 23. So again, just being difficult for difficult's sake. Um, and we grab the Sorcerer's Stone. We don't know that it's the Sorcerer's Stone yet, but we all know that it is the Sorcerer's Stone. And then we go shopping. So now we get to the fun part. We go to all the shops. When Harry goes to get his robes, that's when we meet a snooty Slytherin who turns mm-hmm. out to be Malfoy. Um but this is our first mention of Quidditch. Malfoy mentions Quidditch. Harry's like, oh, yeah. And then Hagrid gives us a little bit of a preview as to what Quidditch is. Then Hagrid, of course, buys Harry Hedwig, his owl, which makes sense that, you know, Hagrid, who loves the animals, would gift Harry an owl. And then we make our way to Ollivander's. And this is where Harry gets his wand. And we learn that Ollivander remembers everyone he's ever sold to anyone and that the wand chooses the wizard. And the wand that Harry ends up with is a holly wand with a phoenix feather core that is 11 inches, nice and supple. And we also learn that the brother to this wand is the one that gave him his scar, which means Voldemort's wand is has the same core as Harry's wand made by the same phoenix, which we know is Fox, uh, Dumbledore's phoenix. Um, they don't know that yet, but we know that. And he ends up paying seven dollars <laughs> for this wand. So, so do we while, know it's while Fox? we're talking about wands here, mm-hmm. we yes. do know we it's know Fox. We learn that a later date. Okay. We know later. We know later. Shantae is bringing all her, everything she knows. So Fox has only ever given two feathers, and one was for Harry's wand, the other was for Voldemort's wand. Yes. So, even though we haven't got there to the stories, we know that this is where the feathers come from. So more of that connection between Dumbledore, okay. mm-hmm. Voldemort, and Harry. So I have a few questions here regarding the wands. Number one, do all wands cost the same? Are all wands seven galleons? We don't know. I don't know. We only ever hear the price of Harry's wand. And number two, the reason why I bring this up is because we know that Ron, who gets all hand-me-downs, as we're about to discuss in the next chapter, has a hand-me-down Which made me wand. really mad. So... And that would mean Says he would the person have whose children can read her book. Fifty-four newts in order to afford a wand because they ain't got no galleons. So that's why he has a handy me down wand with a unicorn hair hanging out. 
It's just, I think it's unfair to expect the kid to do his best work when you give him a hand-me-down wand, knowing full well that the wand chooses the wizard. And if he has a hand-me-down wand when the wand chooses the wizard, why did his, why did the brother need a new wand to begin with? CJ, we ain't got the, we ain't got the dough. You know what I'm saying? Like we, like if we, you, you try to make us make money that we ain't got. You know what I'm saying? So like, sometimes you Molly got seven kids. But it was it was Bill's wand, if I remember correctly, that he inherited. So Bill Bill gets some dough. He bought his own shit and he sent this one back. But that's how that works. CJ's point. Why wasn't Bill sending money home? Why wasn't Charlie sending money home? They're out working, knowing they got a shit ton their of job? people at home. And Molly, Molly didn't have to keep you children. That, I, I'm, I'm gonna stop you there. They knew that their family needed help. They're out there making money. Charlie works for Gringotts Bank. You know he's getting good money. He can't send no money home to help out the family. Like, come on, like. And, and, and the third question I have before we move on is: If Ron has a hand-me-down wand. Then what does Nothing. Jenny have? Uh, <laughs> she gonna have a new wand because she's no, the Jenny only girl. She gets everything. Mm-hmm. She gets everything. It's ridiculous. Carry Jenny's on. So, oh, I'm sorry. I couldn't continue. Are we done with this? Because you can go ahead. But I don't think Charlie or Bill needed to send anything back because their parents couldn't practice the rhythm method or something. So let's keep it listen, moving. Listen, Molly, protect Molly Weasley at all costs. Billy and protect Charlie Molly Weasley at all costs. care of their whole life. They can send out. I'm not saying they have to support the whole family, but they can send a little bit home to help. Yep their family out like and can we also talk about this look at the magic world overall the wizarding world or whatever how is it even possible that there are haves and have nots like can't you conjure shit like why are you broke you can't just like you can't make money but you can make some goods to sell like you could like fix up the robes and stuff like so that's a question i will bring up later when we get to the borough but it's like why are y'all living like this but Anywho, but so like, I, I mean, I like think about out, it, right? The Weasleys are part of the Sacred Twenty Eight too, so they are a story yeah. family. But when you got seven kids, kids, kids are, are a choice, even no. in the world. All right, all right. I mean, well, she has seven of them. It she chose, chose to have seven of them. They chose to have seven kids, and they're they're making it. They're making make do. Um. So where were we? Okay, yeah. Voldemort's wand. His brother on. It's a U wand, thirteen and a half inches. Uh, anyways, on the way home, um, Harry Potter mentions, this is where he mentions that he feels mm-hmm. a little inadequate, right? Everyone has these expectations on him. Everyone's like, you're Harry Potter. And he's like, I can't live up to all this. And so it gives us a little bit more insight into who Harry is as a person and the fact that he's not letting this go to his head. Like other people might be like, oh, I'm famous. They're going to love me. But Harry's like, wait, hold on. I'm not this person. And this was Hagrid tells him everyone starts at the beginning at hogwarts so this kind of gives us some insight into like how hagrid views him and harry's kind of inner turmoil and then he's dropped off at the dursleys and we realize he has to sit there for a month before he can get to hogwarts two things from chapter five five, real quick first of all the foresight of dumbledore of we go back to what he said in chapter one about we need to leave Harry in the muggle world so that he can grow up and basically not be an asshole, right? And you see that start to play out right here where he, you know, anybody else would end up like Draco Malfoy, full of themselves, thinking they're the best. And he comes in already Mm -hmm. thinking, you know, what if I can't do this? Which is good because he could be Mm -hmm. horrible. Second thing was uh, Hagrid 
and his pieces of the wand and his umbrella was funny because he's like, "You're not using the pieces, are you?" We know you. Mm-hmm. And Olivander knew that he had him because he got. He's like, "Bitch, I know you got that wand with you right now. I can yeah. sense it." <laughs> yeah, you're not using the pieces, are you? I'm not not using them. <laughs> I'm not like currently, <laughs> but you have an umbrella. So yeah. I, I I did love the fact that like when Ollivander is checking with Hagrid, he's like, because I assume they like you know because of what happened, they like broke that thing in half. You know what I'm saying? I, I assume that's what happened. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. they said that they broke it in half. <laughs> sure, they did. <laughs> it, but like Ollivander's like Ollivander's like yeah, you know because of the thing that happened that time. Uh, I'm sure you know they got rid of that thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. they got rid of. it. <laughs> That's what they did. Yeah. I just really like pink umbrellas <laughs> all the time, every day, even when it's not raining. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just got it with me. Uh, it. I, I, you gotta be prepared. So, what did y'all think of the the first foray into the Wizarding World? I mean, I'm I'm viewing this from the lens of nostalgia. So, me reading this as a younger person, like I was just like, "Oh my god, this is so cool! It sounds so cool." But I also am seeing how, you know, as a kid, I loved Ollivander, but seeing how like kind of mean he was to Hagrid, I was just like, "Oh, Ollivander, I don't know about I didn't you." Think he was mean. So, and I, I, I think, think Harry said he does. He wasn't sure if he liked Ollivander. Well, I think the treatment of Hagrid goes back to what we talked about last episode with right. prejudice against giants. True. And why you believe that Hagrid deserves justice because he's always yes. going to be treated as lesser than regardless of what he does. And I think it also the stench of his expulsion, right? He He's not like Newt who just left because he just didn't feel like Hogwarts was where he needed to be. Uh, mm-hmm. Hagrid got kicked out. So there's that kind of hanging on him as well. Yep. I think also um, the, the stuff that happened with, with Hagrid and Ollivander, like Ollivander remembers like everything, which is mm-hmm. wild to me. And mm-hmm. so he like, so like you just said, the nature of how Hagrid is no longer in the school is known by all the Wizarding World. The, the British Wizarding World is probably all also really small, but mm-hmm. really large. You know what I'm saying? So, yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's just kind of spreads. But I thought it was just cool going, especially from the Leaky Cauldron into everything you see and like. Harry is like through the the lens of Harry Potter, the character, the 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 wall moving is not just a entrance into the street, Diagon mm-hmm. Alley. It's an entrance entrance into the rest yeah. of his life, and right. it is just yep. a it's so when those bricks move and the wall opens up. And there's this whole world behind it. It's just how how can you not feel for the kid that he's like this shit been here this whole time, this whole time. Well, at the same time, he went, he's never been to London, so like his world is yeah. even smaller than that. Like he's yeah. never even been to London, so he didn't he didn't have enough to even know. Like, hey, I wasn't expecting that. He doesn't know what to expect. Well, it's funny because you say that. So he walks out the car, whatever. He gets there, and he's like. Wow. And then he said, let me show you this thing behind this door, though. And then he goes, wow. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just, it's crazy. And then you get to the, you get to Gringotts 
And like we talked about already, the dudes just got mountains of money, mountains right? He right? had two cents to his name all his life, all of a sudden, rich beyond belief. And then so far, and another culture shock, so far, all he knows is nice people in this world, right? Yep. Hagrid shows up, been nice. Everybody in the Leaky Cauldron, nice. Idolizes you didn't walk him. through this. Correct. Yeah. Then he runs into Draco, and Draco is just his regular asshole Draco self talking mm-hmm. shit about Hagrid, and he's like, right? I don't know about this kid. I like, like it. No. I like it. You as, make me think that's, this, that's a no for me, dog. Correct, because as of this moment, the nicest dude in the wizarding world to me is Hagrid. So it's wild to me <laughs> that you don't like this dude. So I uh, like, clearly you're not one of my people. So <laughs> clearly you're not because mm. you're talking shit about my guy. This right here, Hagrid, he might do right. Mm-hmm. If you have three for Hagrid, you got beef with me. It's just mm. straight off off the rip because this dude came and found me in the middle of the island and he yeah. brought me here and. We about to like we about to have hands right now. I don't even know you. We about to we about to throw, right? And so that's it's just crazy, like how you enter this thing in chapter five, and it's just wild for Harry. Yep, all of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we make our way to chapter six. Chapter six: yeah. the journey from platform nine and three quarters. So. We learn Harry has been stuck with the Dursleys for another month, even though he got a little taste of the wizarding world and he can't wait for the rest of it. And the Dursleys have pretty much been ignoring him for this month. And actually, that's pretty good for Harry because before they would bother him. And now he's like, I get to kind of chill. And so the only person he's been kind of interacting with or only being is Hedwig. And Hedwig kind of goes out, hunts, brings back some mics, and he kind of just chills. So it's time to go. He works up the nerve to let Dursley know, hey, I need a ride to London, to King's Cross. And Dursley looks and sees that he has to go to platform nine and three quarters and goes, sure, I'll take you. And they get there. He shows them, hey, there's platform nine, there's platform 10. Ain't no platform nine and three quarters. Figure the fuck out. And he zooms off and leaves Harry there. So (laughs) (laughs) Harry's like, oh crap, what do I do? He doesn't know what to do. He's looking around. And then about 15 minutes before it's time, it's almost cutoff time. He hears someone say the word muggle and who is it? But it's Molly Weasley, our fave. And he notices the Weasleys kind of going over there and he, she sees him and says, Hey, do you need some help? She helps him through the platform. And this is when we meet Fred, we meet George, we meet Ron and we meet Jenny Weasleys. The Weasleys, our faves. Percy the prefect. Oh, oh, sorry. Percy was also there. I forgot about Percy. Percy was also there as the prefect. Percy, who was the only one who was wearing he's the prefect because he was the prefect. Mm-hmm. He's the prefect. Percy the prefect. So the twins see him first and they notice his scar and they go, Oh my god, are you Harry Potter? And he goes, Yep, that's me. And they're like, ah. And so um Molly Weasley helps him through the platform, helps him kind of get on the train, and then Ron ends up sharing a compartment with him because they're both first years. And then Jenny finds out Harry Potter's there and she wants to go kind of see him. And Molly's like, nah, you ain't getting on that train. And so the train takes off. So as they're sitting there, Ron Ron kind of go ahead. Molly immediately goes into mom mode for Harry when the twins get off and they're like, hey, it's Harry mm-hmm. Potter. And she's like, don't ask him shit about it. Leave him alone. He doesn't want to talk to you about it. And Jenny's like, can I get him? <laughs> yeah. Well, before before she even 
before she even gets into that though, she goes into mom mode because she sees this kid literally right. standing out there. Like, yeah, so you just like run through this thing, right? Is that what you you just like run through this thing? And then you she's have like, you look like you're trying to get on this train, right? Yeah. yeah. And so so she's like, cool, I got I, I got you here. But then when, like you said, when she finds out it's Harry Potter, she's aware that Harry should be coming through around this time. Mm-hmm. So as 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 we all know, she she knows right. about this shit. So yeah. she's like, "Don't bother him. Leave that right. boy alone." Mm-hmm. You ju- and then like Jenny's like, "Can I go talk to him?" And she's like, "You just right. did right." But, Shut any, but anybody else would have been like, <laughs> "Oh my god, I want to meet him and Terry." But she immediately like you know and fills in that yeah, role for like, him that he's been oh. missing for, forever. Mm-hmm. So that's that's always yeah. big to me. So as they're sharing the compartment, we see that Harry starts noticing there are have and have nots in the wizarding world, like we kind of mentioned before. Um, Ron's wearing kind of like these worn clothes. He sees his wand, has like a unicorn hair hanging out. We intru- we are introduced to Scabbers, who he inherits from his brother. Scabbers. And we know Scabbers is Peter Petter. Scabbers. Scabbers, who is asleep at this time. And so... so- we know Harry. Scabbers later mm-hmm. on, like we know, yeah. but like we know. the fact that Scabbers is here mm-hmm. from day one, from and day then when, one. when we get to book three, you like this motherfucker been here this whole time, mm-hmm. wild, had no clue. No this guy has been like, here the whole time on the motherfucking Marauders map, and nobody was like, "Who the fuck is Peter Pettigrew?" <laughs> yeah. No one was like, <laughs> okay, I hold on. That was dead. You're, you're we'll jumping about way, way more ahead. Than yeah, yeah, we'll talk we'll about way, way ahead. But let me just say that uh, Fred and George's <laughs> tolerance of Ron sleeping with a man every night. <laughs> <laughs> no questions asked. The Peter, best brothers. The Peter Pettigrew in your bed, bro. Every day, every day. Like, what does Peter do? What the hell? Maybe they thought he was a ghost. I don't know. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll talk about it in depth because I have a lot to say about it because it's hilarious. But Fred and George's tolerance of most things that they're seeing on okay. this shit, they're like, well, damn. Like, and then just moving about their business. Yeah, I guess, we're, we're, we're on this map for some, another reason. We'll deal with that. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then, like, they've been there for, what, like, five five years at, at, at the no. point by the time they, they get the map? By, no, by the time they get the map up, I think I think they get to I think they get the map year two because they don't have it year one. They don't have it yet. They give it to Harry year three, but they had just got it year two. I think. No, they said they had it for a while. Yeah, I so, think they got it their first year and just was using it the whole time. Yeah, yeah, they were using it the whole time. They're like, they're seeing, they just seeing like, shit go down. We're just trying to like, get to Hogsmeade. Man. We don't give a fuck what y'all are doing. We're just trying to get to Hogsmeade. I know, right? have a direct goal here and none of that shit has to do with it so I don't care <laughs> the fact that Fred and George look at the map and go well that shit don't involve us so that shit's none of my business <laughs> go, so, ahead, go ahead go ahead on this train Ron and Harry uh, this is when they kind of build the foundation of their friendship Harry starts yeah. to see that there are have and have nots and Harry as a formerly poor child has no issue sharing with Ron and Ron as someone from the wizarding world starts sharing some of his knowledge with, with Harry. 
as Harry as a kid that was poor up until <laughs> one month ago. Right? <laughs> one month ago, I had no money. So, yeah, let's share. So, Ron only has his, like, soggy sandwich because, you know, he ain't got no money. And Harry's like, well, shit, I'm sitting here with all these galleons and sickles and newts. Sure. So, he buys one of everything from the snack cart, the pumpkin pasties, the 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 chocolate-covered frogs, the every-flavor beans, and he shares it all with Ron, and Ron kind of shares his knowledge. And, and this is when we also learn about Ron's insecurities, right? So he has a huge legacy in front of him. He has Bill and Charlie, who are all first boys, prefects. He has Percy, who's a current prefect. Even Fred and George, even though they're kind of the class clowns, they're actually very smart and accomplished wizards. So he has a lot of pressure on himself to live up to that. So that connects with Harry, who also has this pressure of his name and his notoriety coming in. So that kind of helps solidify it as well. This is when we also see the uh, the chocolate cover frog. He gets the Albus Dumbledore card. And this is where, for me, I'm like, this is... Albus Dumbledore checking up on Harry because immediately he gets the car and then Albus leaves the picture. And I believe that Albus was going to tell himself, yep, Harry got on the train. He's on, he on the way. train. He on the train. We, yeah, we, yeah. we good to go. He did it. It's, it's a wrap, right? So I never even so thought Harry about that. Learns, but you're probably right. Oh, yeah. Because he's like there and, and Albus looks at him and kind of gives him like a twinkle of his eye. And all of a sudden he's out of the picture and then he comes back. A moment later, he went to tell himself, hey, Harry's on his way, dude. We did it. Congrats to us. Okay. So so now that we're here, let's sidebar for a moment. So you know you can go between every portrait or picture of you mm -hmm. in the Wizarding World. We yes. also know that the headmasters give their portraits more knowledge so that mm -hmm. they can advise future headmasters in the headmaster's office. Right. Does that portrait is that the same portrait that goes to all the other photos or are there multiple portraits there's in that multiple case? i believe there are multiple but i believe they are connected i believe that that portrait can definitely show up in the headmaster's office and notify dumbledore just like <laughs> later in the books not to like jump too far ahead when um the the picture of ariana goes to notify aberforth that the the golden trio are there like I those, thought you could those, only talk to your portrait. I thought you could only move through your portraits when you were dead, though. No, because all the nah. pictures move. Just like we saw, Albus Dumbledore's picture moved, and he's very much alive at this point. In yeah, this it, it just makes me wonder if those portraits have a shared consciousness. I think so. I mean, why shouldn't they? <laughs> it's, it's like an avatar when you can talk to your something, previous life. I think it's even funnier, though. Exercise, if you will. I think it's so, I think it's so much funnier when when Ron's like you just thought that they just hang around all day like what do you mean yeah <laughs> well I've, I've never seen a picture move until now so yes I did that's boring what are they gonna do all day so where the fuck do they go so here here um we also meet some important characters we meet Hermione Hermione Granger mm -hmm. shows up. We meet Draco again, and now we actually see Draco, Crab, and Goyle, and we know that he is bad news. And this is when um, there's a little altercation, and Scabbers actually saves the boys from, um, I think it was Goyle who tried to do something to him. Scabbers bit him and then went straight back to sleep. But I guess Peter Pettigrew was helping mm -hmm. a little bit. I don't know. We also meet Neville and his frog, Trevor. And the perpetually lost frog Trevor. I love that um, we get so Neville from the beginning. We, we get Neville from the platform. Like he's always, yeah. But I'm saying he's, he's always, always there. there. There are two sides. Mm -hmm. Of the same point. Mm -hmm. 
And then we finally make it to Hogwarts. We get off, we get the first years onto the boats and Hagrid finds Neville's frog, hands it to him, and then we make it to Hogwarts. And we have a ride. We here, baby. We here. We did it. So that brings us to chapter seven, which is the sorting hat. So now the first years have to be sorted. And the first person they meet when they get to Hogwarts is McGonagall, of course. It should be Minerva McGonagall greeting the first years. And she welcomes them. She lets them know the rules. She lets them know they can earn points for their house and they can lose points. And then she lets them know, hey, you're about to get sorted. Maybe don't look like a mess. And Neville has like his cape on cricket or whatever. So she also introduces to the four Hogwarts houses, Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, and Slytherin. And she lets them know that they're going to be sorted. At this point, we see a little bit more of Fred and George being tricker the trickery because Ron's like, I don't know. Fred and George said it hurts. I don't know what test they're going to make us do. So of course, Harry is very nervous. He has no clue what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. And then as before they go in, we meet some of the ghosts of Hogwarts. We meet the Bloody Baron. We see the Fat Friar. We see Nearly Headless Nick. And they are referring to Peeves. And we'll learn more about Peeves in a little bit. So McGonagall comes back up and lines them up, which here is where I'm like, why they got to line up? Because they call them alphabetically. So why got to make shit line? roll through? It doesn't matter what order I'm in. I just want to get it doesn't some matter order what order I'm in. You're still calling me alphabetically, but whatever. Mm-hmm. We just got to get an order. You know, we just got to get some order around here. Get- Get lined up. British people love to stand in a queue, so I see it. Okay, (laughs) that's fine. So (laughs) we get into the Great Hall and we go through our list. And so some names of those, I'm not going to go through all of them, but I'm going to go through some important people we should probably keep in mind. First up, Hannah Abbott. She is um, sort into Hufflepuff. We know her as a member of Dumbledore's army later. She also ends up marrying Neville much, much later when they're adults. So Hannah Abbott. We have Millicent Bolstrode. She's the first Slytherin. She's also unfortunately named Millicent Bolstrode. Like that poor girl. No wonder she's angry. <laughs> um, we also see Lavender Brown. She's the first Gryffindor sword. And we also know she's later Ron's girlfriend. The Patil twins are mentioned only by last name, though. We don't say the first names yet. Our boy Blaze shows up. Apparently, he's been there the whole time. Who Blaze knew? the beanie, baby. Blaze, Blaze the beanie. <laughs> Blaze Sabini, one of like six black characters in this whole bitch. Day one. Day one. Shout out to Blaze. And of course, of course, the The preeminent Dean Thomas is named. (laughs) Dean Thomas is there. Listen, he's, he's the podcast namesake. This is the first view of our boy, Dean Thomas. He is there. He is getting sorted. He is one of the six boys being sorted into Gryffindor, Gryffindor. on day one. We got Harry, Ron, Seamus. We got Neville. We got Dean. And then one that's off the top Who of my head, I forgot. That's <laughs> maybe the five boys. There's only five. Might yeah. be five. I don't remember right at the moment. But <laughs> he's yes. one of them. My boy, he Big Dean. And yes, as you mentioned, Seamus does show up. He doesn't, he isn't named in the sort, but later when they get to the meal, we we talk to Seamus, Dean Thomas's BFF from day one. 
And of course, the Golden Trio plus Neville are sorted into Gryffindor. And we, this is where we have Harry going into the Sorting Hat and Sorting Hat going, hmm, I can see you going to Slytherin. And Harry going, nah, not Slytherin, dog, anything but that. And he ends up in Gryffindor. Which is also crazy because the hat goes on his head, right? The hat talks. We're already in a different realm. I don't know. Like, Harry's seen a lot of shit, but I ain't seen, I ain't never seen no hat talk. So I don't know why I'm not really tripping about this, but it's cool. This hat's on the head. He's talking. He's saying shit. And then he's, I would have freaked the fuck out if I'm like, not Slytherin. He's like, mm, so not you. And he was thinking it. And he was only thinking it. He didn't say it out loud. He thought it, and the hat responded. Yeah, you up here. How are you yeah. in here? Like, you in here, in here. Did I invite you in? And the fact that Harry didn't freak out means he's starting to get used to things in a magical world. One thing I do want to point out, I'm not going to read the whole um, sorting That's hat thing, but I do want to point out, most people think Hufflepuff are the leftovers. And oh, it even says in the, in the sorting hat song, incorrect, incorrect. That is not what it says about Hufflepuff. It says... You might belong in Hufflepuff where they are just and loyal. Those patient Hufflepuffs are true and unafraid of toil. They are hard workers. They are loyal. They are interested in justice. And they are not the leftovers. So I'm not a Hufflepuff, but I will make sure that we are given respect where Hufflepuff is. Put some respect no on No Hufflepuff that. slander will be had no here any longer because I don't remember if we already <laughs> slandered them. So no longer. <laughs> Now we take it back. <laughs> Until the next time we do it. Until the next yeah. time we do it. Right now, we stand for Hufflepuff. Anyway, so at dinner, we, we all get sorted. Everyone gets to get to their tables. We get to eat. Um, we meet Seamus at the table. We get information about Snape and the fact he's a potions master, but he prefers to be the, the defense against the dark mm -hmm. arts teacher. At this point... He's talking to Quirrell, and we mentioned before, this is the first scar burn that Harry Potter feels. He sees mm -hmm. Snape looking at him. However, the turban that Quirrell is, wear is wearing, and he does mention the turban, is facing toward Harry Potter, which means Voldemort is facing towards Harry Potter, which is why he gets the scar burn, but Harry Potter doesn't know that. All he knows is that Snape mm -hmm. is mean mugging him. Yep. We also meet Filch. Filch, we know, is the squib who takes care of the Hogwarts grounds. Um, and we learn that the Slytherin are the six-time winners of the House Cup. So And so everyone hates Slytherin, and it just kind of helps us understand people don't like Slytherin. Okay? Can, can you imagine being a Slytherin seventh year and all you know is success? Because you won the House <laughs> Cup every year. And then Harry Bennett. Gives you it the away. seventh year, you're like, we don't lose, dog. Like, we don't, like, it's been a big, we don't lose. What do and you mean? Someone else going to help the house? Your last year at Hogwarts, Dumbledore gave it away to Gryffindor. And you, we ain't talking about that yet, because we, because that, that's a trap. No, we it is talk about not. That. Like, down Get the road. Over it. But it, it, it is. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about that. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. So, like this, they said for six years straight, all I know is about winning, dog. Uh, all all I do Adversity win, builds win, character. Yeah. The Slytherins <laughs> were the Slytherins were basically Bill Russell in the fifties and sixties. Like all they did was win. Nobody else had yes. a shot. <laughs> no wonder they were green like the Celtics. You know what I'm saying? Oh. It matches. It matches. Oh my gosh. All the connections. Um, I do want to point out this is when we 
feel find out that Neville's family all thought he was a squib until like right before he got his Hogwarts letter. So this gives us some more insight into Neville's lack well, of self esteem. So okay, like, what three years? All right, that's most of his life. But sure, yeah, yeah. So thought he was a squib. So then we um we eat we eat lots of food. We get a Peeves um visit on our way to our tower. Um, I do want to point out this is when. Dumbledore says the third corridor on the right side is out of bounds and he doesn't give a reason. He said, unless you want to die a horrible death. We know that's where Fluffy, the Cerberus dog, is protecting the Sorcerer's Stone. Percy mentions that it's weird that Dumbledore doesn't give mm-hmm. a reason. And usually he does. So this kind of gives us a clue that, hmm, something right there. Yeah. Um, Peeves um, is annoying. They get into, they talk to the fat lady. The password they use is Kaput Draconis, which is head of the dragon. Is that a little bit of um, it's a shot at Slytherin? Foreshadowing, maybe, maybe. And then um, Harry Potter has a dream specifically about Professor mm-hmm. Quirrell's turban talking to him and telling him he should be in Slytherin and Harry Potter saying no, no, no. So yes, the turban is referenced mm-hmm. several times in this book and Professor Quirrell has it before he even gets to Hogwarts. So we know he has Voldemort before he gets to Hogwarts. And that is the end of chapter seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a great intro to the Great Hall. We we get like a, we get to feel its wonder and its, its size right mm-hmm. here. Just the trip getting to Hogwarts is pretty amazing. Um, Shasta, big shouts to Molly Weasley. You know what I'm saying? She's uh Molly Weasley. We this, this podcast rides for Molly Weasley. You know what I'm saying? Like, how can you not? How can you not? How can you not? Emma gonna go and big DT first time. First scene with big DT is right here. Mm-hmm. Dean Thomas. Dean Thomas. <laughs> we got two black folk in this shit. We got two black folk in this shit. The Beanie I know when I first read this book and I saw Blaze Zabini, I was like Italian. I was not. Oh. I, should I should have thought, you know, with an name like that, Negro. but I didn't. I didn't. So you I, know, I one thing that. I do want to I do want to talk about. So there, there's a lot of outrage, um, as y'all know, about the cursed child casting a uh, black woman as Hermione. In the description, there is nowhere when yeah. when rereading this. Race, nope. correct. We we got like correct. bushy hair. We got bushy hair. Uh, a <laughs> little bit bigger nose. Bigger teeth. Yep. Buck giant it, teeth. Big teeth. They, they, they should have said like hair of wool and feet of bronze. I mean, that's what <laughs> well, they, so. see the hair wasn't just des- well the hair wasn't described as nappy. That yeah. would have been your clue. So I will say, J.K. Yeah. Rowling yeah. does call Bushido. out that Lee and Zay, no, that uh, Lee and Dean are black boys. She does mention that, like Dean is a black boy, taller than Fred yeah. and George, and she doesn't call out that anyone else yep. is black. But I mean, doesn't she exactly doesn't say they, they aren't either. either so, mm. yeah, which left which left that up to if you if. Like her, like Hermione is Emma Watson in our minds because yeah. that's who it was. You know what I'm right. saying? But but before, like other than that, like Ron has a very just he's red hair, man. There's not a lot of black folk with red hair. So mm-hmm. yeah, that, Blake Griffin. He's mixed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's not a lot of black folk. <laughs> but that's why it's like it's just crazy that there was such an outrage when 
it's right there in the text. Like she could be black. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, do we want to have that conversation? I mean, it is MLK Day. I mean, the people were outraged because how dare we take something popular and it could possibly be a black woman like the 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 horror. Like, not our beloved Hermione. I, I, I like how you said, do we want to have this conversation? This whole podcast is about I know, having I'm that saying, conversation, so it's like, Natasha. This is the conversation. So it's like, I'm never it. surprised at the outrage. Like, why was there outrage that they wanted to make a fictional mermaid black? Like, uh, you know, it's... Because you, you know black people don't swim. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, uh, but like, we do. you know, we that whole swim. thing. So like, I wasn't surprised at the outrage. And I did appreciate that JK came out and was like, I never said what she looked like. I just said she had bushy hair and big teeth. Yeah. So, I yep. found it on page 105. She had a bossy sort of voice. I mean... Um, lots of bushy brown hair. You shut your mouth and rather <laughs> large front teeth. So like never a mention of anything other than that. That Correct. Be- correct. That could be anybody. 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 All right, Shantae, let's keep it going. All right. That was the end of chapter seven. We made it. So before it- we go into our arguments for today, I do have an honorable mention mm-hmm. for some some people who deserve okay. justice, yes. and that would be Mandy Brocklehurst, <laughs> Sally Ann Perks, and Lisa Turpin. And why? <laughs> because they get because they get sorted, and you never hear about them again. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I actually have an argument for this. So let's think about this here. So let's say on average, there's five boys and five mm-hmm. girls that are sorted each year, which means there's ten per house, forty kids per year. Now we also know that these kids have classes together with other school, with mm-hmm. other houses. So like yeah. you may have potions with the Slytherins, you may have transfiguration right. with the Hufflepuffs, you may have charms with the Ravenclaws, which means you have classes with all these people. Think about back when you were in school, you knew the name of everybody in your class. Mm-hmm. You may not have like known them, known them, but you at least like knew who they were. How did these people get sorted and never existed in this universe again? Um, easy, cause like, cause they're face blind to them, dog. Like they're face blind to them. They saw them that one day, and then saw them around, but never like saw them. You know what I'm saying? They walk right past them, ships in the night. Didn't give especially two fucks about them. Which house did they all get sorted into? Doesn't they were Hufflepuffs? Like exactly, <laughs> or Ravenclaw. Not Gryffindor <laughs> up in here. We just ran for Hufflepuff and now we're going wow. back. And if you look at it, we really only interact with Ravenclaw and Slytherin. Like, besides Cedric Diggory. Well, Hannah Abbott was a Hufflepuff. Nope. We we do interact. Yeah, Hannah Abbott. We get uh, Ernie McMillan. We get... You're reaching. Um, and we get we we get Cedric, but that's different because he's not what, the same what, here. What legitimately what happens is that they say their name and Harry's not paying attention. And so since Harry's not paying attention, he becomes immediately face blind to them. And every one of these books is Harry Potter and the, so these are all Harry Potter books. This is all from Harry Potter's like life, life, lifeline right here. Um, he, he's, he, he won't pay attention to what happened to them. He don't know what happened to them. And so he never saw them again <laughs> yet. They could have been sitting right next to him. And he looks to his left. Damn. Like, I bet. 
he probably knew him. Yeah. Like you're in a class, your whole class is 40 people. He knew them. They just weren't central to the story ever again. No, his, his like, graduating I, class was, was think of a class where like, you know those people where you know yeah. their face. You give them a little head nod when you cross yeah. them the hall. No idea what their name them. is. You don't like say, hey, let's go. No. You just see them around. Uh, I like it's crazy. I like your it's crazy. All, all I know is that they're not Gryffindors. Mm-mm. Yeah, they're not Gryffindors. Is all we know, and they're probably not Slytherins because we don't come into contact with them again. Mm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So today we are going to be looking for justice. Uh, mm-hmm. The there's two groups that f- we feel like need to get some justice here. Uh, we talking about the goblins and. The Muggleborns. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, that's what I thought. So it's time to find justice for the goblins or for the Muggleborns. Court is now in session. The Honorable CJ and Shante, please present your case for the Muggleborns. Look, Muggleborns deserve justice. The reason Muggleborns deserve justice is because they are completely foreign to this world. This is actually a Trojan horse. Harry deserves some more justice argument because we see the world through a Muggleborn's eyes. When he goes to the Leaky Cauldron, he notices that no Muggles can see it. They just their eyes just go right over it. They don't notice it. Imagine Hermione trying to get in there the first time with her parents, and she's the only person that sees it. It's, I'm sure it's a disaster that happens all the time to all of the Muggle-born children. Then you actually get into Diagon Alley, and it's a whole world you didn't know existed. Like, everything you knew was essentially a lie at that point. Like, you didn't know magic existed. You have no idea with, about any of the subjects that you're going to be buying books for. Because let everything that the money system. Let alone the money system, which we've already talked about is stupid. Like... Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. Then you have to actually adjust going to a new school. And, oh, it's a boarding school, by the way, because that's what they do in Europe. So now you're going to a completely new world, completely cut off from everything you've ever known, learning subjects that you know nothing about. It's not like you're continuing math unless you're picking up arithmetic, which you don't do your first two years. You decide to pick that up in your third year. Like, it's his entirely foreign concept. Not only that... But then you add into the magic that we do know about that helps conceal the magical world. So if you're a muggle-born and you're going to Hogwarts, your parents can't find it unless they want it to be found. They get close to Hogwarts and they're like, oh no, I left the teapot on, let me (laughs) run back home. So it's not like they can just show up to pick up their kid if they feel like something's wrong. Muggle-born kids are siloed in a way that they have to learn about everything in this world on their own in a way that being growing up in that world, you just, there's just stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and common yeah. knowledge is taken for granted. So that's why I, I think Muggleborns deserve justice. Yeah. And I agree with that, especially because even though Hagrid knows Harry don't know shit, he still kind of takes for granted that Harry would know stuff like, Oh, Harry, all Harry knows about- things. He's good at math. Yeah, Harry doesn't know anything about the, the magic world. He even says to him, oh yeah, all the information for how to get there is on your ticket. All the ticket says is platform nine and three quarters. And we see when he gets there, he sees platform nine, he sees platform 10. If not for Molly Weasley and her kindness, 
he would have missed his train. He would not have made it there. And the fact that they know not just Harry, who who uh, is uh, supposedly important to them, and so they they sent someone specially to pick him up and still didn't give him all the information, but the Hermiones, who are also muggle-born, you know, also the Cree, like all the kids who come from the muggle world, they do not give them the information they need to be successful. How do you exchange muggle money for wizard money? How do you know which shops in Diagon Alley you should go into and which ones you shouldn't go into? How do you establish an account at the Goblin Bank? Like all these things that they take for granted are not never really explained. And then it takes a genius like Hermione who will do the extra work to go and figure it out. But we already know Hermione is the brightest witch of her age and you shouldn't have to be a genius to be able to be successful in your school. So the Muggleborns really need to be taken better care of and they need justice. And another thing, I forget which kid talks about their parents. The mom was a witch. The dad was Seamus. a muggle. Seamus. And when he, the dad found out it was a nasty shock, which means she was concealing it. It makes me wonder, did she ever obliviate him when he did know prior to having Seamus? Or did they just like do her magic in secret? Did she live magic free? And because dad didn't know, Seamus didn't know for the longest time. So, like, how does this happen? I understand that wizards want to conceal magic so that muggles don't come to them hoping that magic will solve all of their problems. That makes perfect sense. But if you, like, if you know a kid has magic at a young age, you need to be reaching out to the parents at the first sign of magic to start putting them on the path so that the world is not foreign to them. Yeah, and we know they know because there is a whole book filled with names of, of students who are going to be at Hogwarts, and they know from the moment that student's born. So they have 11 years to get them ready. I and feel yet like they there's don't. huge flaws and in also, y'all's argument because, like... Oh, we're going to no, get there. Okay. The we're going to break into this. No, because there's the trace, which means any time an underage wizard performs magic, which we see that these underage wizards perform magic all the time in future books, that it would flash, which means they know about these kids early on. They need to be giving them lessons on how to move through this world. So um, thank you guys for your opening statements. Um, I, I, I have some points I would like to take into this. Um, my number one point is you guys mentioned uh, one Miss Hermione Granger. She is a Muggleborn, as we know, one of the most famous ones in our in our lineage in our time. Um, she, her parents are both famously mm -hmm. dentists, I believe, dental dental professions. Her dad's a dentist. Yeah, so she finds out that she's a wizard and immediately gets to work. She finds out she's a witch and immediately gets to work. She has read everything. She has learned. Now, yes. I will admit Harry Potter had a rough situation. The Dursleys suck. Okay. They they are not everybody. They're not the everyman, though. If you if they are muggle born and then get this letter, they're gonna do a little bit of research. They're gonna look into this. And then Hermione is gonna get to get she, she got to work. She had to work. And we'll take it back. Hold well, on, let's take it back. Lily Potter was born to the same family with Petunia. And let's not think that her parents were well, her parents were excited. And she also they they were excited about exactly. having a wizard and she in the happened family. to find her way there so i mean obviously it's not impossible i think the, the the operative word in your sentence was happened to 
instead of being taken care of, they had to happen upon, they had to find out where does a muggle born get information about the wizarding world when they have been left out of it for their entire life? Where does a it's family- It's not like they're going to a library to read a There's book. There's no library. Say, say, like, oh, but obviously say, it is. I was going to say- a library. Hermione Granger is the brightest witch of her age. It's said multiple times. Hermione yeah, Granger, yes. you shouldn't have to be a Hermione Granger level intelligence to be able to get information so, about the wizarding world when you are invited into it by we, one of the most famous wizarding schools. We we one thing we don't know is that if if when the owl comes, if there's not another book that comes, is so you found out your daughter's a wizard. Here's <laughs> <laughs> right? extra information. <laughs> It's a little, an extra, an extra little, little, little uh, flyer, a little brochure that you need. And there are other people who (laughs) are muggle-born as well in the class. I introduced to them all. There are lots um, of muggle-born, and they make it there. And somebody mentioned something too about Seamus's parents. It says that his mother concealed it until after the after the wedding. That was said. Let me double check myself. Not until after Seamus was born. So it doesn't seem like he was left out of the information either. Which means he had a guy to help him with the information. What is someone who doesn't have That's a like guy saying it's do? not fair that poor people go to Harvard because nobody in their family prepares them for the rich people shit at Harvard. You figure it the fuck out. Well, I will I would argue that it is not fair that when a poor person is at Harvard, they are at a huge disadvantage to everyone else who's coming from legacies and they have to work whereas the legacy kids don't. They have to they're putting more time into doing the same thing that someone who is a legacy and has money isn't doesn't have to do. And that's our point. Those who are from the wizarding world don't have to learn that you have to run in between platforms nine and 10 to get on the train. They know. Those who are in the wizarding world don't have to figure out how to get to Diagon Alley. They have multiple ways to get there. If I'm going to Harvard and I'm an under privileged person and I don't have money, everything is that much harder. And my point and our point is that it doesn't have to be, especially when you're in a magical world and there is a way for you to help guide these people so that they can be successful and they aren't. Just like there's a way to support underprivileged students who have to who go who are so blessed enough to get into an Ivy League and yet they aren't. And that is an issue and it shouldn't be that way. Yup. The yup. <laughs> so they, their their letter comes in the post, right? It does not come by Al for obvious reasons. That they don't see. But if they don't see it in the post, then it comes in eggs. Then it comes in through the chimney. Like ah ah, actually, um, I have looked it up. Muggleborns, and this and this is this is where. The Muggleborns, I feel like, do not deserve any kind of justice here, any additional justice. Um, the Muggleborns, it is, the letter is delivered by a wizard that is close to the family. Since the parents will have no idea what the wizarding world even exists, a faculty member familiar with the Muggleborn will hand deliver the acceptance letter in order to explain everything and answer any of the questions and they may Hermione have. And yet says that hers arrived in the post. So where the hell was this wizard close to her family that's supposed to be helping her? So that sounds like species information that is not canon. And where are you getting that from? <laughs> that, is, that is not canon. I am getting this from Quira. 
Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. So you believe uh, everything you read on the internet. Can, Got it. Not, yes. Not this is, yes. Thank you for confirming. I, can, I cannot. <laughs> oh, in fact, in fact, Dumbledore later on goes and meets Tom Riddle himself. Ah, so another can special wizard. Mm -hmm. Another special wizard. And who is Tom Riddle, Kevin? Who is Tom Riddle? Not getting into that at this time. We will not oh, okay. be well, Tom Riddle No, you also say Lord, Dumbledore Lord, goes Lord. to get Tom Riddle, but Tom, Dumbledore was a staff member, not the headmaster at the time that he went to get Tom. And Tom yeah, was a so special... No, no, no. Tom was a special case, not only because he showed great potential, but because he wasn't coming at 11 years old. He was older when he was coming to the school. So he had to... Was he older? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, he, he was. was. 14 or 15. He was in an orphanage and they had to go and find him. Mm -hmm. And so, you know how they found him? Because of the trace. Mm -hmm. So yeah, another example of they brought him in and again, they didn't set him up for success. And what happened oh, to wait. Tom Riddle? Can someone is inform that, me what happened to is Tom that Riddle? Canon, when he is that from Half-Blood Prince? Mm. I've read, read them all. Don't either? get smart with me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> now I've read them all. Objection. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and someone please answer my question. What happened to Tom Riddle, the, the muggle-born who was brought in from the orphanage, older than the other students who had to start behind? What happened to him? He becomes one of the most powerful wizards in the world. Hmm. He becomes one of the most evil, misled wizards who ends up spitting his own Objection. soul into seven he becomes, <laughs> he becomes one of the most powerful wizards in the world. Hey, if you didn't want to bring that in, you should have dropped, said that this was a spoiler-free podcast over an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> you mean when Chante was dropping all the spoilers? <laughs> I mean, he famously said, y'all should have read it by now. It's been like 20 years, dude. Like, get it together. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is, this is, this is true. Um, the the Muggleborns have the means to find out about themselves once they learn that they are in fact a wizard or wizard a wizard means? or witch. What are those means? Well, like Hermione goes, she goes to Diagon Alley. Hermione is an outlier. But Hermione in these in this text so far is the only example we have of the Muggleborn. So she's the only one that we have that I can explain what, okay. what happened to her. She's right. our only example because of where we are in the text. And what does Hermione do in order to get all the information? What does she have to actually do to figure it all out? She goes down to Diagon Alley. She picks up her robe. How did, she how, gets her how, book. How? Did they? I'm assuming they drove her. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know exactly you know, how they exactly. get down there. We don't know. We know she got her letter in the but post. She got it. She got the wizard. stuff. Some special wizard did not show up to guide her, and she had to figure it out on her own. We know even with Harry Potter, who even though he is not a Muggle-born, he had he lived as a Muggle-born. He had a special wizard come to guide him, and he still didn't know shit. So we have two examples of some very extraordinary people who still we have no information on how they are guided into a little bit. Into also, Harry only wait. Also, Harry only got letters, which means if you did have someone from the magical world to come guide him, who would it have been, Mrs. Fig? Because that's the only person he knew. It, 
in fact, Hagrid, actually. Hagrid was the one that was assigned. But Hagrid only came because they he, they knew he wasn't getting his letters. Does he, though? We don't That we don't know. We don't know that he only came he wasn't getting the letters. He might have been the one that was, he dropped them off to begin with. He might have been the one assigned to go no. pick okay. up the boy. Wait, 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 wait. If that were the First time he got a letter, Haggard would have been the right. one. He came up. because he wasn't getting yep. letters. That's number one. But number two, did a little research, went back to Pottermore, whatever the name is now. First of all, Tom Riddle was not a muggle born, he was a half blood. His mother, his father was medical. Number two, he entered Hogwarts at 11. He turned 12. He essentially was. He, let, let, let me finish with my info. Hold on a second. Hold on a minute. Okay, his mother was a wizard, not his father. That was immaterial. Either way, he was a half-blood, right? He was a half-blood. Second part was but he, he lived, lived in the orphanage. Second, second thing was he did not come in later. He came in in 1938. He turned 12 in the middle of his year. And this is according to Harry Potter, the Pottermore, whatever you call it now. Not into other words. And then in his fifth year, yeah, you go. in his fifth year is when he um started you know mutilating shit and opening chambers and doing all kind of other shit so he was not it was not because of his old age or because this or with that or this now i do i agree with you because he was living in the orphanage he might have been disadvantaged but he got he got some personal attention dumbledore came and got his ass so yeah, so not being muggle-born is not why he was evil <laughs> later because he didn't get information he got the most information i, I would no, actually, he was he was evil later because he was born from a love potion and love potion. Not love potion number nine, as we find out later. Love potion number nine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, though, at at the end of the day, for someone to need justice, we have to show that their circumstances caused them harm. So, how did these people, being muggle-born and not being introduced to Quidditch and Diagon Alley from the beginning, how did that harm them later on? I'm not seeing it. I think reducing the fact that they didn't know about Quidditch and Di- Quidditch is one thing, but not knowing how to get to Diagon Alley, not having wizarding money and knowing how to convert your muggle money to wizarding money, not knowing simple things like how to get to platform nine and three quarters. If it weren't for serendipity, Harry Potter would But the question becomes, did they need to know that before they were 11? Do you need to go to Greek? Of course he needs. No, wait, 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 wait. Do I platform? need to go to Gringotts and exchange money oh. when I'm eight? What am I going to do with it? I can't go to Hogwarts with it. Do I need a wand before I'm eleven? No. Do I need a Do I need a toad? Why? You don't need it until then, and the then you get information. That he needs it at eight or eleven. He needed it when he was trying to get there, and if he hadn't got that information, there and was he no got it he when he known. needed it. When you need that information, you don't. Did have Hermione need to go to Gringotts when she was six? That's the question. Answer the question, counselor. If Molly, my the the question isn't whether she needed a six. The question is whether she needed it when she was trying to get to Hogwarts, which she very much did. And the question is, did she have the information, which she very much did not? Because if Harry were not with Hagrid, would he even know about Green Goblin? You just meshed. You just meshed the sentence. You started off with Hermione. Obviously, Hermione knew where to get the money from because she did get it, exchange it, and buy her wand and her and Crookshanks and everything else. No, Hermione, as I've said multiple times, is an outlier. 
Hermione. But she is our only example currently. Extraordinary... No, she isn't our only example. Our other example. Harry Potter is not Muggle born. So we're adding him in. He isn't even a part of this argument. Harry Potter It doesn't matter. He's not Muggle born. And you guys are arguing for Muggle born. No, he lived as a Muggle born. It's essentially a Muggle born. You can't change your argument halfway through because it's not working. He's not Muggle born. And had him live as a Muggle born. He is a muggle born He's essentially not. because he lived with muggle Lily and he James was born. Potter he lived his there parents. and had no knowledge of the wizarding world. He had no knowledge of how to do these things. And we see that in the fact that he couldn't even get to the platform to and get on the train to go to school. Not we see that in the fact that he had no knowledge of the what of the wizarding world. We see that in the fact that Hagrid said, Oh, all the information you need is on your ticket, and he had no information at all. We see that in the fact that he didn't even know what the money was until Hagrid walked him into Gringotts and let him know what it was. So whether or not his parentage was from the Wizarding World, I he lived as a muggle. He lived as a I have muggle a question. muggle born. Who did y'all ask for justice for? Muggle born or people who live in the muggle world? Which one? We asked for the nope, muggle no, born. No, 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 no. And he lived. No, 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 no. We said muggle, muggle born. born. Yeah. I, yeah. That's my cross-examination. No, okay, okay, here we go, here we go. Okay, hold on, no, 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 because I have something to say to that. So let's say that a black kid is adopted by a white mm -hmm. family early on, mm -hmm. like when they're first born, and they're raised essentially as a white child. Does that make them not black? According to their parents who say they don't see color because they raised them as a white kid? <laughs> you gotta ask them, <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, but how does that make them not black? Because Harry is essentially a Muggle-born. So I will say this. Knows. So speaking of that, speaking, hold on, hold on, Natasha. Speaking to that, CJ. So here on Pottermore, I found it. Um, Hermione, her acceptance letter did not come in the post. An unidentified staff member who would have wa walked through walked her through the process, including where to get her books, how to acquire mm. magical items. And all that was required before the first day of school. So a staff member is who comes and approaches you and okay, tells you what's boy. going on. A la Hagrid showing up to give Harry the run through. As you guys have said, Harry Potter was essentially a muggle-born. So like all other muggle-borns, a staff member, Hagrid, Rebus Hagrid, showed up to give him the lowdown, the download, the download, telling them everything going on. So muggle-borns do get some they don't know ahead of time so then someone from the school shows up and says let me run you through this hermione got it so what you're Harry saying Potter is, got it so what you're saying is haggard just did a shit job no he showed up and got it maybe <laughs> he showed up and did his job like his job was to go there so yes muggleborns they are starting behind the eight ball correct but that's why someone from the school shows up to catch them up to speed that is how they are taught, which is why they do not need justice. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Natasha, Go mind if we get into our case? Because the, the real group that needs justice is the goblins. The goblins in the wizarding world need justice. And ladies and gentlemen, we are here today to tell you why. The goblins are a race of people or humanoid type people that are in the wizarding world and they are treated as less than by the wizards. Though they can create their own magic, they don't need wands to do it. Like the the wizards and the witches. Other, correct. They are able to hold all of the money 
in the entire currency of the Wizarding World, at least in the um, London and British valuable area. things that are not. There's only one bank, as evidenced up. by the Sorcerer's Stone. Correct, all valuables, as well. But the whole time they are looked down and beaten down and and looked down upon, if you will, by the wizards and wizards, wizards and witches in this world. They are um, essentially. And what uh, proof did you have that in these chapters that we've read that the goblins are beaten down by the wizards down of the upon, wizarding world? Yeah. In fact, they're, they're looked down upon. In those pages, not only does Hagrid say multiple times, don't mess with the goblin, but the little ditty that they sing is just like, hey, don't start now, won't be none. I believe we talked about that. What evidence do you have that they are looked down upon or beaten down on? By the I'll give you one big world. one. It is very similar. They're... Their children are not okay. invited or allowed to be educated at Hogwarts. There are okay. no goblin children at Hogwarts. That's... Okay. And how do we know they even want to be at Hogwarts? As you stated, Kevin, they don't need magical wands to do magic. They obviously have their own way of teaching their children their own kind of magic. So what makes you think they even want to be there? They are. They are not. They're not even invited. They're. They're separated. Who? who they have says, kept it doesn't matter if they want it. The question is: Are how? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't know that it does. And they've never explicitly stated that goblins are not allowed to go to Hogwarts. And they, as someone who I don't know if they have never explicitly stated that I don't want it very much matters whether or not I want to go. Somewhere. Let me. Let it, can we finish, Councilor? Can we finish our opening statements, please? Sure. Thank you. So, as we were stating, they are looked down upon and they are treated separately, though they have created their own magic. They are able to protect all of the valuables for the whole wizarding world, yet they are kept to their own, to the separate, to the side. Go ahead, Natasha. Uh, Now, of course, we're not pulling... Separate but equal. And the other thing, and again, we have to show harm, which is why we want the justice, right? So, say it again. Show some harm. I would love to see how they are harmed. Well, they're harmed, really similar last week to Havrit. They're harmed in how they are looked down upon and how they're not given the respect and really the the proof of not proof of ownership but the wizards don't respect them as the true owners of the things that they create they create a lot of the relics of the wizarding world gryffindor sword is one uh the actual money in gringotts the goblins mint the money so all the newts and the i'm about to say scallions scallions are onions but galleons and uh <laughs> <laughs> this, what it was. They make. They also do some. They do some some herbs. <laughs> they make basil. <laughs> Seventeen sickles. Yeah, sickle but they not only protect the money, they create the money, they secure everything else, and the only thing we get from them is, hey, you know what? They run the bank. The very lack of information about them is and they play such a huge role right you can't even go to hogwarts until you buy all of your stuff and you get your money out of green gods or whatever but all we get is they watch the money and so that is the harm and the i would even call it libel you know you are diminishing this proud race of peoples by diminishing them essentially to tellers in the bank and that is why they need justice yes 
they're actually typecast because they say that they're good with money, which is why they have those jobs. That's a that's a Jewish allegory right here. This is all they're doing is that they're the stand-in for the Jews. And that is pretty terrible. Well, we know JK has some opinions about some things, so I wouldn't No JK slander will be tolerated an up and through and around these parts. And we had this conversation. It's not slander. Yes, there won't. It's, and here's the thing. But the also, too. Tasha, you know what else? JK was a Hufflepuff. I'll take it. But I will say this because we had this conversation <laughs> earlier and about goblins and their allegories and how, how they're depicted, even. And all roads read to, all roads lead to Tolkien. So the same goblins that we get here, and in, in addition to I'm sorry, in, in reference to their appearance and their attitude and things like that, it directly pulls back from Tolkien. So to say that JK made this up as like a racist or anti-Semitic trope, I don't take that. Cause are, are we also calling Tolkien? Anti-Semitic. Actually, I think it's kind of been proven that Tolkien was anti-Semitic, but let's not jump around. Um, let's talk about C.S. Lewis too, damn it. Let's talk about what we're Because I really well, don't feel like wait, wait, you, either of you have Hold on, hold on. The fact that Natasha, what you said it's been proven that Tolkien was anti-Semitic. Natasha said, that is new information, counselor. I did like, not know that. Really? Like now, so now everybody's just anti-Semitic? I did not know All that. Right. Okay, fine. Not everybody. These people, these specific people, <laughs> were the ones that we're talking. And about. and we're not saying that J.K. is. We're just. I'm just saying that based on other things that we know that she's against, it wouldn't come as a shock to me right. if right. it was. Is she was against those things, true. or are people just making up shit as they go along? They're no, not. They're not. We're not. We're not. We're one thing. We're not, not going to do. If we're not going to. We're not going to. We're not going to ignore the things she has liked and and write, written. Because she has written and liked things on Twitter. She has written things. And the thing is that you You know what? Let's go back to the gob. We can have a whole JK episode. Let's get back on track about the fact that neither of you have proven that the goblins are looked down at at all. When I'm looking here, all I see is um, you you would be mad to try to rob green gods. Why? Well, they have spells, enchantments. There's a dragon scar in the high security vaults. And then you got to find your eight. Green Goss is hundred miles. So he's talking about how well they they um, preserve it. When they're describing them, where we're talking about anti-Semitic, they said that he was wearing some nice clothes. He looked intelligent and swarthy. These are not put downs or techniques. Swarthy means someone who got swag, someone who who is in control of themselves, and they have that swag. And then he, they talked about his clothes. He had nice looking clothes. They went in and and said multiple times, Gringotts is the best bank. It's where things are most secure. There's no safer place other than Hogwarts. This is not put downs. This is not someone saying that goblins are horrible. And knowing how secure goblins are how closely they guard their secrets there is no indication whatsoever that a goblin would want to go to hogwarts because they have their own way of doing things and their own magic and like um kevin even said they don't need to use wands they and just like we'll learn later with elves their magic is more powerful than wizarding magic because they don't have to filter it through an, a natural object. They Just are a the note, natural object. Swarthy no does not point, mean swag. Swarthy, according to Merriam-Webster, is of a dark color, complexion, or cast. Okay. 
So it sounds like they they're black. I like them even more. <laughs> and <laughs> all of that to the people. at no point in this in the the pages we've read have they shown that they're looked down on. If someone is holding my money, am I gonna be looking down on and trying to say, oh, they're beneath me? Hell nah, because they got my coin. They got my coin. And we can talk about the Sword of Gryffindor and the fact that that was a piece that was commissioned and then the goblins tried to, to, not, to not give it away, but we haven't gotten to that point yet. The point is, at no point in these pages that we've read has anyone disparaged a goblin or looked down on a goblin? If anything, they've shown respect toward the goblins because they're the ones who run Gringotts, one of the most secure place there is in the wizarding world. And I'm sorry, counselors, you guys have not proven your point. I, and there is actually, no reason that needs to be Can I actually piggyback on that sort of Gryffindor point for a second? Because sure. we're jumping way ahead to book seven at that point. But the fundamental disagreement with Griphook and the sword of Gryffindor, if I remember correctly, because I haven't read that book in a couple of years, is the idea that ownership and like to humans or to wizards or muggles or whatever, you own something past death versus for goblins. Once you die, it goes back to the original owner slash creator. So because of that fundamental like cult cultural misunderstanding, they don't trust Griphook because Griphook believes the sword is goblins and therefore his because Gryffindor is no longer around. The the goblins they're they're, they're going to be a uh, continually talked about point throughout these mm-hmm. text because more and more you find out more and more throughout how they are in fact um misaligned mischaracterized and put down upon misaligned along the way well i have more you're correct have you proven it now i think the very the points that i have found go ahead the points i have found so far in this text is that though though um hagrid seems to have the level of respect to understand that their things are safe here in this place Mm -hmm. he does not speak about them in any other manner other than the fact that there are things are safe here. This is true. I would bring up this point as go ahead, well. Natasha. We don't even get a name. They go in, they talk to the head banker. I'm gonna pump I'm gonna pump because they you let me get my book. sentence they out outside of grip. You didn't even let me get my sentence out. Outside of grip book. <laughs> I mean, your point is invalid. not invalid. No, 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 her point is outside of Grip Hook. They don't even get the name of the person. Go ahead. Go ahead, Natasha, as you were saying. I know where you're going with this. Let Go ahead. me take it down a notch because I believe that when the volume gets louder, <laughs> perhaps points are missed. So let me take it down a notch here. What I was going to say mm-hmm. is that we do not get a name for the head banker who not only verifies uh, Hagrid's letter, for Vault 713, he also is able to identify and authenticate the key for Harry Potter's vault, which has not been seen in at least 11 years. We don't even get the head banker's name. We get, hey, Griphook, underling, come over. Everyone else 
every shop that we go into, we get the head person's name. When Harry goes in to get his robes, we get the owner of the shop's name. When he goes into Ollivander's, we get an entire backstory about Ollivander's. We even find out that Ollivander's has been open since 382 BC. And Ollivander's name and how he knows everyone. We only get the underling Grip Hook's name and not even the head banker that we're speaking to, which is further disrespect. Why is everyone else? We even get the owner of the Leaky Cauldron's name and the bartender. So again, I say so my that's question, why they deserve justice. How, how do we know the person they talk to is the head goblin and not just a teller? Because it sounds, when I look at it, they go up to a teller and the teller gets them grip hook. Here, let me find so, the page. Please, please do. I like the controlled talk tone she's do speaking you? in because she saw that they got her little round up. And I understand because the goblins deserve the justice that we're looking, we're searching for for them, ladies and gentlemen you know, of the jury. And there is a great quote from Suits. There's a great quote from Suits from my favorite, Jessica. And she says, when you're in an argument that you're losing, don't raise your voice, fix your argument. And so to that, I'm going to say, Oh, okay. <laughs> so no, I was helping right us now? all, oh, helping us all to refine ours. Okay. Hold on, I'm gonna find the page. Okay, for y'all, let's see here. So I am on page. Here we go. Here, seventy-three. Let's see here. Okay. So as she searches for the page, um, these. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, these are the reasons why the goblins deserve over the Muggleborns. As we saw with the Muggleborns, they have someone coming to them to tell them what's up. The goblins are barely in the text, yet they seem to be so important to the text, which is why we are seeking justice for them throughout this book. But starting here to on this day in episode two of the justice for dean thomas we are looking for justice for them i i, I don't think the goblins i'll say i don't think the goblins are important to the text i think they are important to the greater wizarding world but they literally yeah, have the sorcerer's stone no. which is the most important piece of something in this book this is how this is how voldemort is trying to begin his his foray back into the world journey back is journey well, yes, back that's because it's a bank. You put important things in a bank, and then when they go and get it, it's in Hagrid's pocket. So is now Hag Hagrid's pocket more important to the Wizarding World because he has a sorcerer's stone in, in it? That's not that. And I found the page on page seventy-three. Um, Harry and Hagrid made for a counter. Morning said Hagrid to a free goblin. So we don't even get a name. Goblin, it's just a free goblin. Help. We don't get a name. We don't get nothing. It's a, a teller. No, I guess he had a we, tag. Maybe he didn't. The only reason we meet Grip Hook is because Grip Hook drives the cart down. And because he'll be ball. important later. Like I, I feel like that too. But that's really the, the only reason we. That's really why we. <laughs> you, you know who else was important later on? Mandy is she? Rockers, <laughs> is she? What does Sally Ann do for the story? We we got their names. We got their names. We never see them again. You know what I'm saying? But we but just random kids' names. I'm glad you mentioned them. Just random kids. We don't see them again. But these goblins. Wait, hold on, wait. Here. But how do they even get put into? But more important than this teller, I guess. 
But but more important than this tell us. We don't know. They're probably muggle borns, which is why we don't know. <laughs> uh Shante, CJ, do you have any closing arguments? Your closing statements, please. Go ahead, CJ. My closing statement is the muggle borns deserve justice. They are living a hard life, coming from a disadvantaged background in the wizarding world. And now they're playing catch up in a way that they could have they were set up inadequately to begin with. Versus they could have learned these things a long time ago and entered the world. Are they all living a hard life? Try living without magic your entire life and then learning that you can just turn something into something else and solve your problems. Natasha, give give our closing statements, please. Our closing statement is that the goblins have been maligned. They have been regulated to just being the keeper of the coins and when in reality they have contributed much much to the wizarding world everything that the wizards hold as things of value in their homes have been created and minted by the goblins and as such they don't deserve the to be left in the margins of the story they sh- we should have gotten a much richer backstory mm-hmm. we shouldn't have gotten some some history at least a respect of a name of who we're talking to and so for that reason they deserve justice now it is up to you guys that are listening who deserves more justice is it the goblins or is it the muggleborns please let us know on twitter instagram all of that you can find at justice for DT Pod, Justice for DT, spelled out Justice for, and then DT Pod on our face or on our Facebook page, and we'll announce the results on a future show. Thank you guys for joining us today. You can find myself at KG Fury on all platforms. You can find CJ. Where can they find you? Keyboard sarcasm at all nice. platforms. There we go. Shante. I'm the villain Shantae. I'm on Instagram. That's pretty much it. <laughs> and Natasha, I am at you? underscore Nat Cole underscore on Instagram. Perfect. Make sure you check it. And then you can find all of us once again at Justice for DT Pod. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We'll be on TikTok soon. Soon as some of these things go to video, um, you can find us there at all those places as well. Um, thank you guys for joining us. The court is now adjourned. <laughs>